365 days of sport. That's right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. doesn't really matter because our loyal listeners listen at any time of the day and night. And we've even heard that some people use our seductive voices to get to sleep. It's a versatile audience, isn't it? Very versatile indeed. They embrace all types of things they need to for this show because we attack everything from every angle. Nothing's, no holds are barred. Oh, no, no never. No bars are barred. Well, that is the voice of Rob Bryers. When he was 14, he was the first man on the North Island of New Zealand to discover a pair of albino Kias in One Tree Hill. Park. Yeah, you know, I just didn't use my spare time. I got things to do. I, yep. I live right on the edge of uh, Cornwall Park in the middle of the sort of southern central districts of South Central Auckland's not quite like South Central LA. Very, uh, really? very, very, very different type of place. And albino kids, I tell you what, no one saw it coming. No. I certainly didn't see it coming. And, um, no hey, one, talking, of, oh, uh, talking oh, of New Zealand and yeah, Auckland. Oh, here it is. Happy British Lions Day. Yes, it's a big day, big occasion. This is the second biggest day on the rugby calendar outside of the Rugby World Cup final, obviously. It's a big, big day. It's, uh, I love the atmosphere of a test day like this. Oh, but this is special because obviously the British Lions come together mm-hmm. only once every four years and they only tour three countries. So if you're a Kiwi or a New Zealander, then you only see them once every 12 years. I love the old school rugby tours. Yes. Mind when, it, you know, when they get out and they play in the provinces. Yeah, exactly. And of course, nowadays they're playing, playing against the Super 15 or Super 18, is it now? Well, no, they played against the Provincial Barbarians. Provincial Barbarians the, the, uh, things off. Yeah, and then they played against, obviously, the New Zealand Maori. Yeah, and they knocked off the Maori as well as the Chiefs. After a couple of dodgy ones against, uh, they, well, they the lost Crusaders, to Auckland. They lost to the Blues, and they yeah. lost to Hurricanes or Highlanders. Was Highlanders? It? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's good that they've given those stronger signs uh, a bit of a yeah. pasting because it sets up well for the test today. Yeah, no, mm. it should be uh, should be a very very interesting. But anyway, so there you go. We're going to welcome. We have a new dedicated listener in of all places Harlem in North Holland, which is just outside Not New York. Not Everyone, New York. I, I immediately thought it was New yes. York, but no. This is a double A Harlem. Yeah. Um. So. Hello. It's, like the, it's like the budget Harlem. Yeah. The, 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 the non-glamorous Harlem. No, well, it's probably the original Harlem, because yeah. don't forget, New York was once New Amsterdam, as the song goes. Yeah. It's but if you bumped into him, he wouldn't be turning up and going, yeah, I'm from Harlem, y'all. Yeah, you know, he'd be going, yes, I'm from Harlem. Yes. Because I'm Dutch. So, hello to uh, the new listener in uh, in Harlem, who has listened to every show as well, Good very man. quickly. And we've also got a new listener in Bulgaria, hello. Yeah. And, uh, I wonder if you're that's from my Jean-Claude Van Damme story. I'm sure, oh, it probably is. Yeah, there we go. There you go, those it's crazy Bulgarians. It probably was in the story. That's it. <laughs> and um, we've got one guy in India. One. Just one. Out of the billion. Out of the billion, that one person has jumped on board. Okay, well, if we start doing a... We'll need a translator to start doing a... We'll do a Hindi the one. The Hindi version. And a Bengali one, maybe. And a Punjabi a, one. Punjabi yeah. as well, yeah, get them all covered. If How you, do you reckon they translate greatest sporting benders in oh, India? Oh, they love it. They'll, they'll, they'll get the hang of it pretty well. <laughs> they all drink Kingfisher and stuff like that. They do too. Yeah. In fact, when we stopped at India, they were very keen to get us into the bar. Oh, they were, they, weren't they? they? Yes. Morning, yes. That's uh, <laughs> 11am in co- coaching. Stopover coaching. I always forget the name of the place. Yes. I can't remember. All right, what's in the news this week? What do you got? Well, Antonio Cromartie, mm. right, he plays NFL. Yep. Right? He's 33. He's just been released by New York Jets, so he's looking for another team. Mm-hmm. But he's kept busy. It's good to stay busy. His wife is um, 31 weeks pregnant, right? Yeah, she's yeah. not got long That's to go. Seven and a couple a of weeks. That's almost yeah. eight months. So, um, in itself, not a great story. Okay. But this is her sixth child. Her sixth child? Yeah, this is her sixth child. Okay, so we have an NFL player whose wife is seven and a half months pregnant. Yep. And what has happened? This is the number six with her. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, this one will I think be the with her. Tells everyone where he's this been. This one and will where he's be going. number fourteen for Antonio. <laughs> he's only thirty-three. Antonio, he's been around a little bit. 
Is he a religious man? <laughs> I'm not sure, but he had a vasectomy in 2011. Well, this is right. how strong he is. My word. <laughs> He's a real swimmer. So his wife, Tanika, I think she's called, she was a star of the Fly on the Wall documentary Candy Girls. Okay. I don't know what that is. So he had a vasectomy in 2011, and this since then he would have had four more children to uh, break the drought. Um, he had twins in May 2016. Okay. So sorry, why is this in the news right now? Is well, this... because he's had f- this is his 14th child, okay, so right? Felt it's, it's, and he's only 33. It's worth mentioning. I want to bring up the names of these children. Yep. So he started off okay. London Cromarty, Julian Cromarty, oh, London Julian. Yep. Deja D E Y J A H. Yeah, yeah. Not sure about that. Well, so because he's getting deja vu, he keeps having kids. Yeah, all the keeps time. having kids. They keep coming back. Over. Then he yeah. decided to go back to basics. Antonio Cromarty Jr., Tyler J, Caris Marie. Ford. Caris Marie Ford. Yeah, so I think that was... Um, a mouthful. I think the, the mother wanted to, mm. you know, that was a, obviously a... Oh, she uh, put a drew line in the sand That was unplanned, that one. Okay. <laughs> then he went Le- Leilani Cromarty, which is not too bad. Mm. Jordan Trinity Cromarty. Jordan okay. J-O-R-D-Y-N-N. Yeah, keep going. All of a sudden, there's a leap of faith. Jagger Bo Antonio Cromarty. Jagger Bo Antonio. Is this just the first name, or is this... This is the are, are full name. Bo Antonio is hyphenated, funnily enough. Okay. Bo Antonio. Yeah. Then there's Alonzo Cromarty. So that's... I can live with that. Right. Now we get interesting. Jersey Blue Cromarty. Okay. <laughs> Jersey Blue, spelt J-U-R-Z-R. Capital B L U E. Okay. But that's all one word, so by the way. A bit of a hip hop slant on it. Then we've got the twins from last year. There was a boy and a girl. Jinx, Revel, Antonio Cromardi. Yep. Jinx spelt J Y N X. Revel. This isn't like his mates are just putting stupid names in a hat and he's just dishing them out. Go, oh, yeah. No, that'll, that's, that'll that's do. the boy. Uh, you get this, huh? Yeah. No, that's the boy. Jinx, Revel. The girl was called Jador Navy. Jador. I love Navy. <laughs> That's what that means. Did he check out um, what that actually means? Probably not. So he's got the jersey blue. He's got that yeah. type of blue covered. Yeah. But yeah, Shadow Navy. Kind of, he's kind of imposing her life's plan on his own thoughts. He obviously is a big fan of blue. Yes. And now he's making her her whole life. She has to walk around saying, I yeah. love blue. She and might not like it. She might like red. Orange. Shadow Orange. Yeah. That's um, pretty good. Navy spelled N-A-Y-V-I, by the way. Oh. I don't know how she's going to go through life just calling herself Jador, I suppose. Yeah. I think they're trying to make it more exotic. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Is that, they, they keep going? More names? That's no, it? that's the 13 so far. Okay. So we've got through there. And so, so lucky number 14. Lucky number 14. I'd hate to see what it's going to be called. That's pretty ridiculous. So he's obviously a bit of a moron, this guy. Is that what we can conclude? You just sort of casually have 13 kids? When just... you're 33. Yeah. You know George Foreman? Yes. He's got six sons or something, and they're all named Five George. Five sons and a girl, yeah. Uh, is she named George? I'm glad Muhammad Ali knocked him out now. <laughs> After hearing that, what an idiot! It just finds it hard to remember. I mean, when you get punched in the head so often but then by the, big then people, I mean, is it not more confusing that they're all called George? Is, well, they, it is. then they'll get called one, two, three, four, five, and six. George yeah, is the first. Do. George is yeah. second. Is that what they do get called? I think so. Yeah, oh, I think George God, just calls him five. So I'm saying all the stuff is a piss take, but that was his oh, logical yeah. train of thought. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. My so when word. he brings out a new grill up to George Foreman, grill mm. the fifth. Mm-hmm. It's named after his son, the fifth one. Dare I dare. Hey, how would you fancy being a uh, Pakistani fan if you live in India right now? Oh, well, I mean, you'd be gloating. You would be you gloating. You get beaten up too. Or 15 was celebrating the Pakistan winning the Champions Trophy cricket tournament this week. Right. They were arrested, slapped in jail, and now being put under life imprisonment. Okay. What Under what authority? Under sedition. So is there a law saying no one in India can support Pakistan? Is that like, I just like so. there's a law saying that you are not allowed to drop Sachin from the team. Sedition is conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against the authority of a state or monarch. 
Right. So, so that's what they've got them for. I mean, it's just it's just the one. It's not. It's only the knockout tournament anyway. It's not. Yeah. Like, it was. You know, it wasn't even the World Cup. It no, was just the Champions I mean, Trophy. It, you know, if it doesn't. I mean, we've won that. It's not that big a deal. So the men aged nineteen to thirty-five were arrested in Central Madhya Pradesh State's Burhanpur district after locals complained that they shouted pro-Pakistan slogans and lit firecrackers after the match, which ended on Sunday night. We received a complaint from a local Hindu man who accused him of celebrating after India lost the match. The accused have also been charged with criminal. Criminal conspiracy, the officer said, adding the celebrations continued for hours in the sensitive locality. So it's obviously quite close to Pakistan, this area. Okay. What, like near the border or something? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, the village right. where the incident took place has 60% Muslim population. In India, sedition is an offence which may result in the surrender of passports, ineligibility for government jobs, and even life imprisonment. And that's what they get in charge Well, with. maybe it goes back to the whole uh, the Punjabi versus Pakistani wars that they had back in the day. Oh, no that, doubt. That they're digging deeper than just... Yeah. Just the cricket. Perhaps there's a longer story. Because so, if it's just about cricket, I suspect that's a backward step for their civilization. So if the British Lions win tonight and the Kiwis, a couple of Kiwis say, oh, you know, so go on, good on the British Lions. And then yep. all of a sudden the Kiwi police were throwing them in jail for sedition. Well, fortunately, people aren't mental. Well, that, that's all that says about that, really, is that you've got a lot of insane people doing yep. insane things. And you're doing nothing for the stereotype of the crazy Middle Eastern Asian type of character in the desert with the white thing over their head and the and the black bandana round with two AK-47s just <laughs> dancing, shooting guns in the air. That's what comes to mind yeah. when something like that happens. Well, that's what they're trying to avoid. Uh, yeah, well, that's they're why doing, they throw them in jail. They're doing it really well. <laughs> two wrongs definitely making all sorts of more wrong. <laughs> yes, a lot more wrong. Alright, uh, ice hockey. Let's, ice go, hockey. let's go NHL. Marion Hosser, yep. who's played in the NHL, played professional ice hockey for 18 years. Okay. He's 38, but he's going to miss next season. They found out he's allergic to hockey equipment. Oh, that's, uh, that's going to be a hindrance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's 38, and I just made the discovery. Oh, I love the, what, I like what, the way what, you think what, already. What particular um, part of it's the, actually uh, he's got, he has a, the attire? He has a skin complaint, so it's the padding. So he reckons he's tried towels, and he's tried all sorts, but he gets this rash, and it turns into a flesh-eating bug type thing. Oh, that doesn't sound good. They've never provided any photos of this, by the way. Okay. But uh, they said Hang he's, he's been treating dodgy. it for years. So he's, he's not allowed to play next season. He's going to go on long-term injury. This is the sounding this is sounding as suspicious not as, to me. It's not as uh, it's not suspi- as suspicious as you think. You know what's happened to this? Uh, well, not a lot. Uh, so I, I find it interesting. Look, Chicago Blackhawks has salary cap issues, mm. and they've found a way to basically say, "Oh, you go off into the sunset." He's, he's going to get paid six million dollars or something, and they're on the edge to recruit new players. And the guy's thirty-eight, so mm. it's, it's a salary cap rot. I mean, it's like the Buddy Franklin issues with his nine million for the next or. 10 million for the next eight years. Doing it rough. Yeah. And so they found a way of mm. paying this guy off just to say, look, we'll get that six million dollars back mm. and you can be allergic to hockey equipment. Mm. But it's it dodgy as hell. But I love the way the fact he's 38 and they've just said, oh, yeah. Was part of it. his absence, was it to do with a mental health break? Oh, that one as well. That That's a new well. one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I shouldn't be making light of that. No. Everyone, no, you get in trouble. It's only when I'm, you start to hit bad form, you generally have mental health issues. Well, but this it? is, well, the thing is this, is, this is what I put it down to. So to be a competitive sport, to get very, very good at it and stick with it, you have to believe and know in your mind that it matters more than anything in the world that you win the game or that you perform yeah. well. Yeah, I agree with that. If once you realise that sport doesn't actually matter, then you lose your competitive edge and you become more like me. And and then yeah. and that means that you are not going to make a good sportsman because you never take it seriously enough. So if you take it too seriously and you think it matters, when things start going badly and people are saying, oh, you're rubbish, you're rubbish in the newspaper, yeah. 
it will actually affect your mental yeah. capacity. Whereas if you sat, sat there as a professional athlete getting paid half a million dollars and said, yeah. this is just the game, whatevs, yeah. you'll be all right. Well, I mean, look, I, do you know what? The worst thing is, I totally, totally agree with you. On a, <laughs> I, yeah, but on a, that was logic genius. But on a personal level, because I never took cricket seriously. Right. And that's why I never went to the next to the level. level yeah. Because I couldn't care. I'd rather get in the bar. I, look, and once you're on the field, you take it seriously. And obviously, clearly, I had some talent. Yeah. The sacrifice. Yeah, that's... Imagine doing putting practice for hours and hours on end. You turn out like Adam Scott, the yeah. most boring man in the world. Yeah. Well, oh, hey, there's, going, there's a few like that, isn't there? The golfers especially. But How do you think you're going in this tournament, Adam? Oh, I've been, been going You're absolutely well. spot on the money because this is why like eight out of the top ten women golfers in the world are Korean. Because right. they can do that and it's part of their everyday life is they're so regimented and they are happy to practice and practice and mm. practice and practice. I think you kind of have to be a bit of a dumb shit in some regard. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a blanket statement all no, sports no, no. and a dumb shit. No, 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 no. But, but to have that. Oh, no, it's, mental. it's like those swimmers going up and down the lanes. Exactly and right. They go eventually go insane. And Grant Hackett, yeah. friend of the show. Yeah, they line them up. It's, it's exactly right. You have to be so closed-minded. If you're going to be the best, be better than the rest and all that. And those sports where it's all about timing and running through your mind, everything else like swimming and golf and that stuff, it's yeah, mm-hmm. boring as hell. So basically what I'm saying is we love so all those athletes who have been struggling with their mental health, you need to think more like me. And just, then you'll just be talking rubbish in microphones with, with a pint of Guinness on a yeah, Saturday at 11am. On a Saturday morning. Talking of golf, Brooks Kepka, he won the US Open this week. Oh. His girlfriend, Becky Edwards, All-American soccer player at Florida State, pro soccer player. And Joe, that's actually his new girlfriend. That's Jenna Sims. They were all staying together this week. Facts, I'm glad you got the girlfriend thing right. <laughs> Good friend of mine, Matt Broom, knows him pretty well. And sent me that name and... Brooks told me secretively that they were together this week. Oh, really? Look at oh, you. Yeah. Up on all the gossip on the PGA Tour. Hey, I live right near these guys. Wow, you got to keep up with Brooks, and Fax is your guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. But, Bob, you know, that those are the from two guys that cover the sport 52 weeks a year. Those are sometimes the little nuances and subtleties of what you miss when you cram two weeks before you do golf once a year. So I'm not picking on Joe Buck. It's hey, tough. He said Jenna Sims was an actress, too, that, uh, and her, and her, starring, her latest starring role, by the way, is in Sharknado 5. So maybe oh, that's ooh. a little bit of a questionable call as well. <laughs> well we that yeah, I love that comment. Sharknado 5, his yeah, girlfriend yeah. in her acting career is on the up. Yeah, yeah. She's going for, or maybe she's looking for a career in comedy. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen any of the Sharknado. What so. would be a worry is if she wasn't and she thought it was a proper film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then she'd be a dodgy. Is that Ian Zeering? Is he still in it? Oh, oh he's got to be. He's, yeah. he's carrying the whole the whole franchise. <laughs> the Sharknado <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Oh, so, that was a bit of a balls up, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that's of... his first major win and that's mm. been... They've absolutely panned this um, Joe Buck <laughs> about ruining his moment. Yeah, right. And the other thing is, how's Becky Edwards, the uh, All-American soccer player? Yeah. Uh, how's she feeling right oh, now she's after... She's just been... Not even noticed that she departed. I know. Yeah. yeah nobody yeah, even yeah, noticed. Yeah, that's how little of an impact she made. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, they all look the same. Pro-feminism, pro-feminism. Apparently this girlfriend is only a week old, by the way. This, uh, oh, right. This that's actress. a nice, little, nicely timed little chime in there. He must... Uh, golf, golfers so are superstitious. Mean, that, that's, uh, that's probably like... That means that that's the maximum of their seventh date. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Maximum. And she's uh, at the, on the golf course cheering them on and like just claiming it. That's a big chime. Like the last yeah. girlfriend, how long was she involved for? And stuff. he never won a thing. No, never won a thing. And all of a sudden comes out, comes in and wins. And she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, for, yeah, thanks for your help. You're so out. golfers are superstitious. So she's in for life now, isn't she? 
old, back, yeah, old uh, Jenna Sims. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Or in the actor career, something that's taken off too, so it's going to be a, a double whammy. They'll become a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? Friend of the show. Who? Who you don't think is a friend of the show. I do. Is this Rob? What's Rob Gronkowski. Oh, no, he's He's back. at it again. <laughs> he's gone for a night out in the Shrine nightclub at... F- Foxwoods uh, Casino. Mm-hmm. Rob and his boys were partying hard with Flow Rider. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that he's is. He's a rapper. Oh, as a rapper, so I've got to go for a DJ, perhaps. No, he's a rapper. Okay. Uh, Flow Rider spells Florida, but Flow Rider. $102,000 bar bill. Oh. <laughs> it's not a bad night out, is it? $10,000 on 16 bottles of Grey Goose. Oh, that's what? A, that's a lot of money per bottle of Grey Goose, because I didn't ridiculous. think it was even that good. It's a whiskey, isn't it, Grey Goose? $27,000 on 15 bottles of Dom Perignon Rosé. Yeah. And 18000 Rosé? Why oh, Rosé? It's a Rosé uh, champagne. It's this yeah, new thing yeah, over okay, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $18,000 on 18 bottles of Ace of Spades Rosé. Jeepers. So, hang on. So, for $102,000 so far, we've got about 40 bottles of alcohol, roughly. Yeah, it's expensive. That's, it's a big night out. That's they, still they, like... They've 20, gone top shelf. Isn't that two and a half grand a bottle or something? Well, Ace of Spades Rosé is $1,000 a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom Perignon's close to nearly $2,000 a bottle. $10,000 on 16 bottles of Grey Goose, so mm-hmm. uh, $800 a piece, that, innit? But, here's the impressive thing. Yeah. It wasn't all liquor on the tab. The group also apparently spent $378 on mixes and water. Ah. So there it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a lot where, of that's that... tipped it over the edge. A lot of that uh, mm. $378. Mm. Our friends in uh, in America, the Red Bull people, they'll be happy to know a lot of that $378 uh, was on Red Bull. Red Bull, Jager bombs. Sugar-free. Sugar-free Red Sugar-free Bull. Red Bull, yeah. Well, if you're drinking $102,000 worth of alcohol, then you probably mm. do need a couple of Red Bulls just to kick you, keep you going. Certainly do. Oh, well done, uh, Rob. Is, is, well, are they? They're currently off season, aren't they? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's an off season, off season campaigner. That was he, what I didn't like about him. Yeah, I know. And then he, he came out on Twitter and said, "Don't believe all you read in the papers, people. Because if I spent one hundred two thousand dollars on alcohol, I'd rather give a hundred thousand to charity." So he's trying to he's trying to big okay. up his. Uh, I should have let you do and the then, accident. Then, then did someone put the uh, copy of the receipt bill on? Yeah, on, they did. They they, put, oh, they, did they? They've actually got a copy of the. Hence why we know all about this. But what what he's saying is. Uh, that might have been the bill, but possibly comped by the mm. casino. So they, they've written off $102,000, but they gave it to him, so to speak. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure but, the charity, they'll find other ways. But all the pictures, he's not wearing a shirt again. Oh, he just goes from that one? It just it, The shirt's off early with Gronk. He just gets yeah. on it. He's like Iggy Pop style, where like, yes. it's not that he's not wearing a shirt, he's just decided to put pants on. <laughs> yes, that's indeed right. So well, um, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty big bender in there. That's, yeah, I, mean, that, that, I don't want to... That, that's a lead into the greatest sporting benders. Oh, always, always. Always. I, I try and get these bender stories in so you it's can very, run into it's that. It's a long, slow, subtle transition. Here we are with Greatest Sporting Benders, and I tell you what, we've got a friend of the show again, who is actually a friend of the show, Ronnie O. Ronnie O. Ronnie O'Sullivan is the key feature of Greatest uh. Sporting Benders. This is hot off the presses. Ronnie O'Sullivan reveals snooker got in the way of his drink and drugs benders. Nice. That's the exact title. They use even the drink and drugs and benders all in there. Uh, so, world snooker champion Ronnie O'Sullivan says he couldn't wait for snooker tournaments to end, so he could get back to drinking and taking drugs. <laughs> Living it. the high life, Ronnie O'Sullivan 
Sullivan says his most successful seasons coincide with his biggest drug benders. How about that? World Snooker champion Ron O'Sullivan claims to have pushed his luck by taking drugs during his career to the point where he was desperate for tournaments to be over in order to avoid being tested. So it's the old... Out of season. Out yeah. of season, yeah. What is a snooker season? It's all it's indoors. All, all you, Just yeah. whatever. We know Just whatever. Like O'Sullivan, who won his fifth title in May, has had well-documented problems with drink, drugs, and depression during a colourful career that has never been short of controversy. He lost his 1998 Irish Masters crown after testing positive for cannabis and suffered numerous problems as he looked for stability on and off the table. See, now there's one that immediately I go, that is cannot be performance enhancing cannabis. cannabis. So that's purely because it's illegal. Because it's illegal, yeah. Uh, they have, that's so stupid. I mean, in the AFL, they, there's def- a definite line in the sand between illicit drugs and performance enhancing. So if you you can sign up to the WADA code of conduct, which yeah. is illicit, which mm. is because it's illegal, yeah. unless you're in California or, yeah, or yeah, Colorado, yeah, and, yeah. but you can still get banned or face sanctions, I should say. Yeah, right. Anyway. So, with both parents jailed for different offences, O'Sullivan's private life was rarely not mentioned, and he had spells in the Priory Clinic to treat his addiction. See, that's just immediately that puts, I don't you know, why do people have to go blazing away so often they need to have emotional stress in their lives as a child or something like that? It should be fun. See, they didn't have to put that part. Why no. did they put a negative slant on it? Well, He's blazing away. He said the best form of his entire <laughs> life was when he was smashing the gear and, and he, on the butt. Well, he's well known for being kind of, uh, you know, risk taker. Yeah. Flamboyant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because he was on the gear, he didn't give it, didn't he, care. He's not sitting there moaning about it, regretting no. it. They they put that in there. That's yeah. the journalist trying to put a negative slant yeah. on it straight away by talking about all his troubled childhood and that's why he went crazy. In his new autobiography, Running, uh, the 37-year-old has spoken of how different things used to be. When I was having my weekly benders, my private life was in bits. I had a brilliant year professionally, he said. <laughs> I don't think I can keep that up. Have another go. Have another go. Go on. Have another go. <laughs> when benders. I was having my weekly benders. <laughs> when I was having my weekly benders and my private life was in bits, I had a brilliant year professionally. I remember getting into every world championship and thinking, I can't wait till this tournament is over because then there's no more drug tests and I can go out and smash it. Yeah, nailing it now. That's brilliant. I got caught once in my career, but that's all. I'll get tested between events and I was trying to judge it perfectly so there'd be no more drugs left in my system. But I was pushing my luck. My mum said to me, you're going to get caught soon, you carry on like this. O'Sullivan remains Snooker's leading name and the biggest draw for fans despite his constant run-ins with authority and numerous threats to quit. He claims, though, that the sport often got in the way of seeking a good time. Nice. He's got these, these annoying things in life you have to do. Isn't it difficult? I love the joint. The only problem with the joint is that one spliff follows another and another. I'd have any old drink. It didn't matter. Throw in a few spliffs. Then at 7am, the sun would come up and I'd think, oh, Jesus, I've done it again. The birds would be tweeting and I'd be thinking, I'm bang in trouble. <laughs> I am bang in trouble. <laughs> at my worst, I had to have a joint first thing in the morning just to function. But loads of times snooker got in the way of my benders rather than the other way round. nice <laughs> very very good Ronnie he returned at Sheffield having played one game in 12 months saying he was back in order to earn enough money to pay his children's school fees <laughs> <laughs> nice Ronnie O love yeah, it yeah I knew he had a few issues he's renowned for that yeah we love him we love Ronnie O that was one of my favourite things on the on the trip actually it was at a club, golf club a golf yeah. club and there was a snooker tournament inside the clubhouse being televised via the internet mm. and they had some of the top players in the world and yeah. Ronnie was there and we were very lucky we given or beefy approached him at the bar initially and asked him if he could do the interview and he was sort of like who the fuck you yeah you know? well it wasn't even that it was no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, yeah he sort of walked away a bit dishevelled and then we sort of hung around for the afternoon and he, Ronnie 
was chatting to their officials asking yeah. why the hell we were still there Chatting and he didn't want to do some boring snooker interview again yeah. and thought they were all twats that's basically it. eventually the guy explained what we were doing where we were from well, like, we, oh, oh, we oh. were just about to leave weren't yeah, we yeah we were and the guy actually ran after us and said I've got Ronnie for you Ronnie wants to do it and he was yeah, like yeah. oh okay we better hang around then yeah yeah he had a good half hour I think well, the, the ran about the strange thing was we did the kind of the official interview yeah. and Ronnie just opened up and then when we turned the camera off he opened up even more and yeah, just yeah. absolutely let rip that was and, great I, I just wish we could have had that oh some of the stories the, the the one that stands out for me is it was so boring in China when he was there playing in a tournament <laughs> he actually took up smoking <laughs> Just to just to keep busy, and I thought that was just so funny, just brilliant. I also love that the the tournament was in Ballarat or something. Oh, the, in the Victoria, uh, Bendigo, yeah, Victoria, the, the Bendigo. Australian one, yeah. And and he got he went to fly from the UK, went via Bangkok, via Bangkok, and because he just decided the flight was too long, I go, I can't be asked. Yeah, I, go, I just went back to England, <laughs> got off the plane and the went plane, home again. The tournament was only worth about two hundred grand. Or the- <laughs> and it just the the way he said it, he goes, oh, I'm not going there. <laughs> Just too far. I'm going home. Here's <laughs> us on our 90th flight in four months. <laughs> Talking a highlight of the year, this definitely isn't. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of all. Because the worst song fits and the song is shit. You're a talentless What has the beef man dug up for us this oh, week for the I worst have song found in the world? The worst thing is this is serious. Uh, but that's, that makes them better, generally. Well, I don't know if it does. I take them more seriously when they're Do serious. Or, but it does make them worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. There's, and no, this... there's no element of piss take whatsoever. No. Although, when you hear the lyrics... Or intentional piss take. Yeah, okay. Mm. Got you there. Yeah. It's accidental comedy. Is that what you mean? I'm not even sure if it's accidental. Yeah, this right. This one. Just play it. I bought hard no tennis racket. I can see these haters through my Gucci glasses. I make hits like back in practice. Baby like Sabrina, is you really rapping? Thanks for listening. Schooling these rappers, they should pay tuition. I make a lot of money, but that ain't your business. And you can tell the people I said this. I win, I really mean it. Swag out this world, should call me Venus. That's my sister, her name is Serena. Put us up, no subpoena. Blow your speakers. I ain't never been a loser, and I'm always on top. Roofer. Okay, I, I now I see where you're coming from. Right. I hated that so much. It's awful, isn't it? You should not... Because they, they will be thinking that, that that's actually good. That sort of noise me about probably. that. probably. In fact, uh, I uh, actually Has there been a, a... Are they getting ripped to shreds by everyone over this? Well, this is a little bit... I understand. It's good to do things, and they've got the fashion label and stuff, and you can do that stuff, but you cannot just casually jump into music and think you're going to be good. Well, uh, she's done it with DJ Clue, whoever he may be. Uh, he's got his DJ name wrong, because he's clueless. <laughs> that is ridiculous. The, back on what you just said, she actually probably thinks this is quite good. You should just, it's just the lyrics. I mean, come on. You go, go listen to NWA. Yeah. That's how you write a good, that, the attitude of that is 
amazing. When I think of how good that art can be, yeah. and then I hear that, that's what destroys it. Oh, this, this is this is infuriating. I'm genuinely angry. I it, thought I was going to be able to laugh at this. I, I'm no, not. it's all, and this is so bad. But this is the number one worst song in the world. I, this, I, this, is, this is number one. I'm with you, man. I don't, I don't disagree. And I was, so William's sister's a sports people, and is, yeah. I don't know, people that carry themselves well. You just don't do this. She rhymed subpoena with Serena. Yeah. Rob is genuinely upset here. Well, I want to hear some feedback from people on this. Is oh, do any, you? Yeah. I haven't, I didn't even get that far. I'll be honest with you. I just How, heard it. When did this come out? That's a very good question. It's. I think it's a couple of years ago, because she's obviously pregnant and stuff. I think it's last year, year before, so it's it's not that okay. old. And uh, But it wasn't like last week, though. No, it's okay. a little bit. I, I want to I wanna follow up on this okay. one. Okay, yeah. we'll follow it up. I'll yeah, do yeah, some research. Yeah. I just I just find the worst songs, Rob. This, this is it's, terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. I, I didn't quite work out how offended you would be, but uh, I was. I thought, oh, my It's because I, I can imagine them listening back to it just genuinely oh, going, yeah. are they not laughing while they're doing it? They actually think yeah, that they're yeah. cool. And that's, that's no good. No, no good at all. Uh, that's a big blemish on the uh, Serena's, uh, yeah. Serena and Venus's and, but uh, Although, saying that, she's made number one in our charts of worst yeah, sports well, song yeah. ever. Quite rightfully. As the song says in a prophet-like tone, even though you are a loser, yeah. you can still be a champion of the That's world. That's exactly right. And in what way is this going to happen this week? Well, Karen Beefy Blake. Same too that are happening this weekend in two different continents. Yeah. The first one is called Aunt Sally. Now, we never got to Aunt Sally. It was on our list. Do, do you not think you're, you're pushing yourself too hard Can't with two things? Is this I know. Like, is uh, this like... You, we might struggle for content. Are you trying to show off now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted. No, you're you're right. flowing. Go for it. No, no, I wasn't really flowing. Aunt Sally, we, we didn't quite get to see this. This is a pub game in Oxfordshire. Oh, uh, ears are picked up immediately. Oh, you'd, oh, you'd love I this. Love a pub game. Right. It's a traditional English throwing game played in pub gardens dating back to the 70s. 17th century. Another throwing one? It is a throwing one, but it's 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 like aerial skittles, kind of. So uh, you have a you have a stick, and they put pins up, and you've got to uh, knock the uh, pins down. At what thing? At what sort of level are they on? Oh. I don't know, three, four foot high? Just like on a barrel or something. Yeah, well, this is the thing. They throw sticks or battens at a model of an old woman's head. Oh. So they put the Skittles on Sexist. the... Uh, yeah. Oh, we're pro-women here. Pro pro, women. Yeah, yeah. We're not encouraging this on a, on a live scale. It's, it is a model. It's not a real woman. <laughs> Normally, Aunt Sally is a team game. Mm. So you play in teams. But this weekend, it's the individual one. It's the Chalbury Beer Festival at Chalbury, West Oxfordshire. David Cameron turned up a few years ago, and the tournament has never since recovered. <laughs> anyway, but it's a knockout competition. You basically knock over more pins and anything else yep. for the Finings Cup trophy. And if you win the whole thing, you are the world Aunt Sally mm-hmm. champion. But here you go, Rob. Yep. The prize is a case of beer. Ooh, great. Uh, last year's winner was Barry Parker. Okay. Well, this ranks highly for me, uh, this yeah. one. Oh, you like this one. You would have I mean, loved it this. if we'd have got to this uh, this Aunt Sally. Next time, I think we'll incorporate this in where we're at. I've got uh, quite an accurate sidearm heave as well. Oh. By the way, just while we're on things, the, the beer mile that I'm supposed to be in training yeah. for, it's, it's, I think it's going to be quite hard, though. I was just thinking running full tilt. Is it full tit or full tilt? Tilt. It is tilt. Full tit. Full tit. Crazy, you are. I don't know. I'm sure you 
you can. I've go, never gone the full going, tit. You can go tits out. You can pro women. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's sort of free the free the nipple. Mm. It's a free the nipple <laughs> campaign. They it's, started that. We're going female empowerment. It's quite interesting. Did you ever see that whole thing? And they're they're in these group of ladies are in Brooklyn in, in New Isn't York. Isn't it Bruce Willis's daughter? Isn't it Rumor Willis? She was the big. Uh, was she right behind activist? Us? Yeah. But they they were showing just like two o'clock on a summer's afternoon in New York in the park, and these women just sitting around with their jeans on, just all with their tits out. Oh yeah. Just sitting there casually reading books in a group like empowerment. Yeah, because they're saying, oh, men are so mental how they sexualize the breast. Yeah. Uh, I was going back to the bare mile. We're talking yes. about, about me. You so I was just imagining what it would be like after sprinting 400 metres and then having to neck a whole beer. It's definitely the last thing you feel like doing after that. And the difficult part is going to be not throwing up. Right, yeah. yeah. We've got to find you the right beer. I already know what I'm going to have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've already researched. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it has to be 5%. It does, yeah, you're right. And it has to be a 355 mils. So Some in, be, minimum, yeah. And so it has to be 375, so, isn't it? Yeah. I think that would be better. You can do a can. I'm just not sure what would be better. You, you can't shotgun them, though. And no, You have no. to do it normal. Yeah. And they can't even open until you cross into the No, that's right, yeah. I've done all the studies. Yeah, research. Stein Lager Pure is the beer. No preservatives. It's a lager, 5%. And I'm telling you... Do they do it like a... It goes down so easy. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Right. Stein Lager. Stein Lager Pure, not the the old school Is this available from Dan Murphy's, Rob? I believe it is. Oh, okay, good. In fact, I know for a fact that it is because (laughs) I've seen it there. It's just very... It's not bubbly at all. Oh, that's what you want. Or or not very bubbly, yeah. And it's got no preservatives, so it's just like it's really clean and crisp like the and not really hopsy okay. or anything like that. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'm so, glad you've researched Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking this seriously because yeah, I yeah. reckon I, I I did time myself the other day just for a laugh. I haven't timed myself for years. Yep. So I did five and a half Ks mm. and I did that in 21.30. Okay. Well, a mile so should just, be okay. just yeah. under four minute K, Ks, but that's five Ks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And just on the correction on last week, the seven and a half laps, yes. that was 10 minutes, 29 for seven, seven and a half, half laps, laps, not 10 and a half. Not 10 and a half laps because yeah, yeah. otherwise you'd be a Kenyan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. No, that's good. I think the BMI people will be happy with this. Yeah. uh, That you're this far out and researching what's best. Yeah. Yeah. Focused. Yeah. Did you try and actually skull a Steinlager Pure? Well, I always have one to go back to New Zealand. I Uh, I put it in the fridge and I noticed after my my sort of third night of knocking away it, it just tastes like nothing. And and, uh, (laughs) yeah, generally two two sort of encounters and it's gone. Um, Mm. I just realised that uh, they've upped the prize money of the Ant Sally World Championships. It's now £200. Pounds cash. That's good. Better than a slab that's of beer. That's if that's was this on our original schedule? It was. It was on our original. Not the world championship. We were going to go to a pub, a to, pub okay. to get involved so with Aunt Sally. Yeah. Okay. This is just our. This is the one-off world championship. Okay. Not the league matches that they play on a Wednesday night in Oxford. Oh, I like that one, Beefy. That's yeah, good. That's, that's good. That's up the list. Now I, I'm going to show off for your <laughs> to your revelation last week about the drunkest sport that I'd never heard of. Sketch yeah, coil. Sketch coil. Yeah. I discovered three new sports this week as well. well so that's four in a week. It's a monument. Mental week in You're the history. Know almost a thousand soon if you keep up. This Do you know the of... the latest total is nine seven eight? Wow! Incl- including those last four, I uh, have been on record as saying I want to be the first person, probably the only person on yeah. the planet, to go and watch a thousand sports. Okay. I'm just going to say right here and now. Yeah. Good luck to you. Thanks, man. Because I will not be doing that. Well, we know that. But it's just, that's me. That's what I, I want to do. I know it's you. Right. Pinewood Derby. We can't enter this. There's a reason why. The Pinewood Derby is a race for model cars. Yep. But it's only for Cub Scouts. But discriminatory. And it's, uh, yeah. And it's a typical world, world Championship of America type thing. 
Once you become a Cub Scout, aren't you a Cub Scout for life? Well, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Once you're a Boy Scout for life. Mm. No, I don't know. I think that might be a loophole. That's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's the World Championship. They're holding it in Times Square. Oh, that's a good spot for it. Yeah. You'll get a good crowd there. They should get a good crowd, shouldn't they? A good crowd. A good walk, so, walk, good walking crowd there, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you basically build a car. Yep. We're talking model cars, not too big. Mm-hmm. Out of pine. Mm-hmm. It's a pine wood derby. They put it on a, a ramp and they drop the starting gate and they roll through. It's only about 10 yards. Yep. And obviously it's a knockout thing and first past the post wins. Yep. And all of a sudden you become world champion, even though Bloody the Americans. Boy Scout thing. Yeah. So you just got to get to New York and you're in the mix, really. And you claim you're a Boy Scout. Well, it might be going to be open to It's like when the, when they won the basketball the other week, the mm. old Golden State Warriors, that irks me when they call themselves world champions. Oh, they're the yeah, world yeah. champions. They're, they're, no. The, the arrogance of it. And so we rechristened no this. Other... We rechristened this. They're the world champions of America. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So they can call themselves world champions, but they're the world that is champions. That's really bad, isn't it? Oh, That's like, awful. imagine if you won the Australian thing and you just say you're the world champions. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? Like I said, so when Hawthorne and people win the AFL, they mm. have the right to call themselves they world champions. They do, because it's not played anywhere else in the world. No, that's yeah. right. This all stems from the baseball in the 1900s. Now, the baseball the world series, world series mm. and it was sponsored by the newspaper The World, mm. right? It's mm. nothing to do with being world champions. Yeah. It was the World Series because it was oh, sponsored by the World okay, okay. Newspaper, so right? So this is where misinterpreted it, exactly. Taken out this of is context. where it's come from. Mm. The Pinewood Derby is falling into the same trap. Yeah. World Championships of America. In fact, they're the World Championships of the Boy Scouts of America, which is even narrower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even open to the world. Yeah. It's, so if if I turned up yeah. to Times Square As a tomorrow, Cubs, Cubs Scout. No, I wasn't even in the Cubs Scouts, but I'd tell them I was because I'm getting in on the world championships because I want to be a world champion, Mm -hmm. obviously. And so it's not a world championship. It's just not. So we're here to report that this is not a world championship. Even though they're claiming it is. Breaking news within, within Champion of the World this week. The proposed idea, we've now realised, not at all. We're here no. to rubbish it. Screw you and your bullshit game. Fact is, It's manipulation. It's the worst it's thing ever. egotistical, big-headedness. Yeah, you know what? Being a Cub Scout was kind of shit. Oh, it really? It was a pain in the ass. Okay. I hated wearing that scarf. And the, you had this thing called a toggle. Woggle. A woggle. Is that what it was? It was yeah. so bloody annoying. I used to, and I, used to, I couldn't be asked tying it up. I'd turn up without the scarf, but you it was really skibby were, and some tracksuit pants. You were, really were a rebel without a cause back then, weren't you? Well, it was just it was so annoying. And you had to do these lame chants. Okay, la. We will do our best. Cubs, do your best. We will do <laughs> our best. This is how to be a dick. So what I'm saying is any kids who are Cub Scouts out there, you're all losers. <laughs> well, it's in the song, isn't it? <laughs> Even though you're a loser. Yeah, you can still be a champion of the world, apparently. But uh, you can't because I wasn't in the Cubs and I'm not in the Cubs now. And Gone, done, dusted for this week. Yeah. I'm still probably going to go and see it one, at one stage because yeah. it's an easy one. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow and now you know about the facts of life, the facts of life. So what content have you got for this week's Facts of Life well, for our ad-lib, uh, not particularly structured uh, chat about segment? What have you got for us? I saw our um, a big friend of the show and a, a man that plays a huge part in mm. the 365 Days of Sport philosophy Yeah, is your friend of mine, mm. Charlie Andrews. 
Charlie Mason Andrews. He, if you've seen, and you should see, jump on our website, 365daysofsport.com. Our new promotional video oh, yes. yep. is up there in all its glory, and mm. Charlie plays a very important part. And our soon-to-be-released TV show, he does play a very significant part in the uh, full-length feature film that Certainly. is... 365 Days of Quite sport. the character. Quite the character. He's just gone back to Sherwood Forest, Rob, mm-hmm. which isn't in Nottingham. No, it's in Texas and about an hour from Austin. He's uh, he's appearing at a children's mm. camp. I thought it was the actual Sherwood Forest Fair that we went to, but it's not. But it's in that same village. Complex. What would you call that village? Uh, Sherwood Forest. Yeah, the medieval reenactment type village, mm. but uh, they've built this uh, old sort of fortress. School. Yeah, kind yeah. of deal. So there's a, and there's a children's up. camp there, but it's also celebrating Celebrating the uh, very close the Elgin Western Days Festival, so right. Charlie is appearing in mm-hmm. the Elgin Western Days Festival, and they're bringing medieval to town, mm-hmm. apparently, mm-hmm. which is their catchphrase. Right. So, so he, he just sort of works with the kids and stuff. Yeah, he, he goes, yeah, yeah, and has a bit of fun he had with a them. Soft hearted underneath it all, didn't he? Yes, He's a family indeed. man. But you say he had a soft heart. He will live long in my memory for certain things and phrases mm. and everything else. And uh, we we spend a lot of time with Charlie, and he has featured in a lot of the stuff mm. we've done. So I worked together. It's just some highlights. Yeah. So this, actually- this is the first time I think he really got to say everything he wanted to say with no holds barred and just started going for it. Is that We, we should enough? also say as well that we haven't even told people what Charlie Mason Andrews does. Mm. He's a jousting champion. The unofficial world jousting champion. Suits of armour on horses. Goes flying uh, against his opponents and tries to knock them off a horse with a big pole. I think in the the one quote even from you at mm. one stage was, this is the man that competes in full contact jousting. Mm. Which had its time yeah. in the 1500s. Yeah, that's quite, and quite rightfully, through <laughs> evolution and natural selection, yeah. it became extinct. Yeah. And because it, of this barbaric craziness. It and is. he's brought it, he's just said, nah, we're going to nah. bring it back. And in, in 2000. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he loves it, though. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely this loves it. He's the man it. who does jousting in 2016 for fun. Losers complain, champions train, and when the chips are down, you give them everything you got. And if that's enough, then hell yeah. yeah. That right there, kids, is why you keep on. And you fight till the fucking end. That's you it. play every game to the last second. It's ninety percent mental. Anything yeah, yeah. you do, whether yeah, it's okay. rugby, jousting, golf, fighting, MMA, guys, yeah. you know, MMA thing. Oh, so barbaric. No, it's actually fucking human chest with a lot of pain involved. Most of these guys are beat when we're still in the back because if you've beat everyone long enough, you become legendary, and people are already beat before you get in there. And then you you get matches, you win just because they really don't think they can yeah. beat you. You automatically believe you're going to win, whatever the circumstances. Doesn't matter. I could have got knocked off the first pass. Yeah. I'm still going to get back on. I'm yeah. going to f*** your ass. I'm going to win that match. I'll tell you something. Most people always ask you, you know, what drives you, what does this, what does that. Most people live their life by f***ing t-shirt phrases and bumper stickers. Those are the foundation of my DNA. Yeah. So when you say what the mind can conceive, the body can achieve, I believe that it's my f***ing core value system. Like, I, I, there's no doubt in it. When you say anything can be accomplished, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. When I walk on that field, I am going to destroy you. Now, should you do enough to beat me? Well, good for you. Now let's go again. Let's go again. Because who wants to go again? Not one of those motherfuckers. And I'll get back on right now. Right now. 
Are they here to see you lose, do you think? The oh, f- fuck, f- they are. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That, that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see me lose or they want to see me get knocked off my horse. Yeah. Behind, Beautiful thing like- my grandfather told me when I was a kid. If you're ever f***ing great at anything and you're great at it long enough, you'll have everyone hate you. And you look at any f***ing thing out there, football, rugby, any, any team that has had dominance, eventually even their own fans turn on them at some yeah, yeah. point. And I don't understand that about humans. Like, yeah. now here's the thing. Four or five years ago, used to really bother me, really bother me that people would boo me or hate me or, or be hard down on me. I'm like, you motherfuckers don't even know me. It's like hating Brad Pitt. I don't even know Brad Pitt. Why would I hate him? Or Mike Tyson or any of those guys, right? Nobody, you, people don't even know them. Oh, everybody hates on Roy Jones Jr. You don't even, you never even met the guy. Yeah. How the f*** you hate him? You don't even, you've never even talked to him. You're f***ing stupid. After a while, though, and I didn't believe it at first, and everyone said, any publicity is good publicity. Yep. So let the motherfuckers hate, because they're going to make me rich. I'm going to roll by in my f***ing convertible Bentley and just, <laughs> yep, that's yeah. You know, and something else, because this has really been bothering me. All this humble bullshit, and you can't go out there and have fun and celebrate a fucking win. Who turned this fucking world of ours into a bunch of pussies where you got to go out there and cry and be all like, oh, I'm so sorry I won? Fuck you. I won, and I'm a bad motherfucker. I loved every second of it, and I will fuck them up every time we joust. Well, there he is. The main thing, I've heard that many, 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 many times yeah. as I had to uh, cut together our uh, pilot for pitching and whatever else, and still, when you hear every time. <laughs> that makes me laugh is you cannot get a word in no, anywhere. I know. It's just... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't need to be led in one no. way or the next. It's just like this is what I'm going to say next. Yeah. yeah, you stand. You just hold the microphone. I love the one bit where I was. I, was, I nearly got a word out, and he said, "And another thing." <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, okay, but yeah, he he's actually coming to Australia in January to mm-hmm. jest, which yeah. is phenomenal. Because he had a TV uh, show called uh, Nights of Nights Mayhem. Of Mayhem yeah. yeah, and so you can uh, check that out as well on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, you know, he's driving all the way from the middle of Utah to uh, South Texas to yeah. do a kids camp. Yeah, you know. And I can tell you now, it's not for the money. You he, know? He's a big boy. He's about 6'3", I reckon. He's just a bit taller than me. Yep. And he's, uh, he, or I'd say, way probably 120, oh, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, he's solid. Very, very solid. And yeah. those suits of armor that they wear weigh 50 kilograms. 50 kilos, yeah. 120 yeah. pounds. And yeah, uh, very solidly built. MMA fighter. Puts um, in. Puts in for the community. You know, has been castigated through his persona on, and like you say, on Nights of Mayhem. And apart from that, he is the unofficial world champion, the best jaster there ever was, there ever will be and and like you said is 90% mental because he has this persona where he's going to win he's going to yeah. smash you yeah and the, the, well the main thing I want to tell about this is that when we met him that afternoon completely came out of surprise because we this, this is the, this is this whole part is that our pilot is centered around this and we spent the night in Dallas airport the night before <laughs> we did and slept on the floor you, you slept on a desk I slept on the floor as I've heard many times on the show and got up Monday, went to San Antonio for the tree climbing championships. And then I remember at the end of it, you said, and tonight, this afternoon we've got a surprise coming up. Full contact jousting. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet. This will be interesting. And I honestly, we were driving around trying to find this place and yeah. couldn't find it. And we're driving around this like classic backward type, yeah. nothing there, run down former towns that used to be towns that are now just shacks and run down ruin. McPhee, I think it was. And I, I honestly thought it was going to be a bunch of hicks wearing hockey gear. 
<laughs> like just charging at each other, like half cut, just drinking Jack Daniels on the side of, you know, with the straw hanging out of one side of the mouth and the, the cowboy hat and the overalls and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it was not the case. We got to, I, I couldn't believe my eyes when we got to this place no. and it was a full medieval fair and it was, it was proper jousting and had no idea of the person I was going to meet. No. No, yeah, absolutely. Because so uh, yeah. even though that's here beefy talking to him, then that's when he completely went mental. But he slowly went mental again uh, when I spoke to him earlier, <laughs> um, before just after they finished the first round of jousting. And I, I had no idea who I was meeting. No, that's exactly. And right. I sort of chatted, started chatting to him. He, he didn't like me initially because he thought I was just this scrawny, weedy Australian. Australian, yes. Who <laughs> kept and because he, he kept ranting, he started to rant like a lunatic. Then and I just start laughing. I can't <laughs> help myself because no normal person talks like that. Well, the strange thing is, I mean, you put yourself in his shoes as well. Two blokes mm. come out to talk yeah. to you. Don't from, know who he is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, clearly not researched. Uh, no. Somewhat disrespectful asking yeah. questions that I'm asking. And he him. was literally walking by. Yeah. And we grabbed him. So he knew, he didn't know us, didn't care that we were there, to be mm. completely honest. And you almost set me up there in some regard. <laughs> almost. <laughs> it wasn't planned. It, yeah. it worked out for the best. Put it, it was, that way. The, well, the idea is that with us, if it's a serious sportsman who's not yeah. to talk about serious sports stuff, Beefy does it. Yeah, true. Because I just can't get through those interviews because they bore me to tears. Yeah. Analytical stuff and sports. But if it's jousting, well, that's a bit crazy. Yeah, Rob, yeah, yeah. Rob you do that one. And uh, I did one with another bloke and then he came walking past. I had no idea what it's in for. I don't think we've even seen the yeah. light of day of that interview either because everything's just been taken over. <laughs> I'm what, it's actually really good. It probably is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's doing a children's camp and there's a medieval parade in uh, Elgin, Texas. I'm this very much looking forward to when he's down here and he comes on our show it's gonna oh. be i think it's gonna be fantastic well thank god we won't have to say a word we just let him <laughs> rant for an hour we just charlie how are you no, what and will we'll just walk away is the two bearded manly warriors will going up on poor old roberto again <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and just rip me to shreds <laughs> brilliant he's probably going to bring that fifteen thousand cash for you as well <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> yeah one pass yeah one pass oh Bang. my god yeah. So that was jousting. Uh, we love it, and uh, we've become the Australian authorities on jousting mm. somehow. Effortless. So, what's, apart from British Lions Day today, mm-hmm. what's this, what's happening with you? Normally, ask me, and I've normally got nothing mm. really. What's happening? Well, I've been have actually been reasonably well behaved the last couple of weekends in terms of not going out. And yeah, I did. Of course, I picked up one fifty on the punt through Ladbrokes. Remember, uh, yeah. Ladbrokes do offer bonus boost pricing. They do, often, and they even will boost on most regular markets. Now. Nice, thank yeah, you, yeah. Rob. Fantastic, just nice. And I transfer it straight onto my Ladbrokes card, oh. Visa debit. Oh. So you can pay pass. You don't have to wait for a bank transfer. Oh, you can just ho- keep your own. That? No fees. Gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly with Ladbrokes. Yeah. <laughs> While drinking Guinness <laughs> from, from Dan, Dan Murphy's. <laughs> We're not too desperate for sponsors here at 365 Days of Sport at all. So, you know, what I was saying is I'm probably going to go to the pub. Well, good luck tonight from Eden Park. I'm yes. uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be spectacular, and I look forward to chatting about that next week. Mm, next week on 365 Days of Sport. But that's this week, done and dusted. Hey, hey, from what I hear, there's 365 days a year. I said, hey, hey, from what I hear, there's 365 days a year. Three, six, three, six. Five, six, three.